Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brighton Krumah. Reverend Brighton Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Father, we are grateful and thankful this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that you have made way for us to be here this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for the great prophet that you have set in our midst. We are thankful, Lord, that you have included us in his children. What a privilege it is for us. Now, therefore, Lord, we commit him into your hands. We pray, Lord, for your mighty covering. We pray, Lord, that you will keep him. Assign mighty angels to protect him, his going and his coming. Let him be blessed. Let everyone that you have given to him never be lost in the name of Jesus. Let his mighty ministry continue to grow in the name of Jesus. And magnify the anointing that is upon his life. And Father, we thank you for all of his children that you have given to him worldwide. We pray, Lord, that you will cause us to unite as one big family. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus, and you may be seated. Wonderful. Awesome. Okay. Um, so this afternoon, I want to share with you, or continue to share with you, Anna, your prophet. Anna, your prophet. And um, last week, I began sharing with you that... Uh, this is a very important message. It's very important that we are aware of the need and the importance of honoring the messengers or the prophets that God sent to us or set in our midst. And it is uh, in our own interest that we honor such people. And I began sharing with you that there are some people who join our church. You see, this is not a common thing. You know, it's not a common thing amongst Christians. You know, it's not a common thing to, for Christians to honor the pastors or to honor the messengers that God sends to them. And historically, it has been that congregation is always attacking pastors. They expect, they demand certain things from pastors and they attack them. They did that to Moses they attacked Moses. They did that to Jesus. During Jesus' ministry, you see congregation attacking him. And so this is a thing that is common to man. So man, naturally, the default of man is not to honor the messengers that God sends them. Do you understand? And we should not just accept it and see and feel that that is okay. That is why we choose to teach about this. Because you realize that the reason why we do not honor and despise them is also to deprive us of what God wants to do for us. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? It's to deprive us of what God wants to do for us. And so one of the things that we are going to do today as part of the service, we want to see a video. Are we ready with a video? We want to see a video and then oh, clap your hands together for Jesus. Wow. You see, this is just a part of the ministry that God has given to him. This is just a section of the ministry. You know, if we talk about the evangelistic ministry, you know, going to all these places to evangelize, is a lot of money, millions of money to go to these places. You know, he was ministering and he says that when they went to um, Botswana, you know, the president was saying to them, you people, you must have a lot of money. You must have a lot of money to come here and then to give these books to the pastors for free. You see, so it must show you that this person's heart is really with God. Amen. You know, it must show you that you belong to a good church. And we have a great leader. 
you know, this is a church that you, you can feel confident. You can feel confident that if you invest in this church, if you put your money in this church, this is what it goes to do. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? This is what it goes to do. And it's not surprising that God is using him so mightily that every penny that we put in this church, it goes to building the house of God. It goes to spreading the gospel. Put your hands together for the Lord. You know, and I think that it is a privilege for us. You know, it is a privilege for us that we are not a church that, you know, we have been placed in a situation where it makes room for us to murmur about our money. It, it has freed us from murmuring against our pastor. It has freed us. You know, it is a great blessing, but you cannot see it. It has freed us from worrying. Worrying about what are they doing with our money. Worrying about what are they doing with our offerings. It has freed us from worrying about these things. I said, do you understand the word of God this afternoon? It has freed us from now worrying about, oh, pastors who misuse money, pastors who do this, pastor. you know, he says even the money that we give him, he uses wisdom to ensure that it is maximized, to be utilized with wisdom. And all these churches, you know, there are big churches, big, big churches, but they are all on loans. And all these churches, they are not on loans. It's no bank, no bank money, no bank money. And that is also the wisdom that God has given to him. And that wisdom must descend upon us. If we are his children, it means that we also, we can build. You know, a child of a builder is a builder. A child of an elephant does not eat meat. A child of an elephant is a, 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 a child of an elephant is also an elephant. You can never be a mosquito if you are your father and your mother are elephants. If your father is an elephant, you can never be a tiny mosquito flying in the forest. You will also grow up to be a giant, and that is our destiny. I said that is our destiny. Yes, but you see, it can only happen when we follow with our hearts. When our hearts are with him. When we honor what gift God has given him. He says, when we honor him and receive him as a prophet, then the reward of all the things that God has given to him, it will also come to you. And you need to believe the scripture. You need to believe the scripture. You see, and this, some people are not wise about this. Some people are not wise about this. For that reason, even when we have a special day like this, they exclude themselves. It's a shame. It's a shame. God has really blessed us. Amen. So we are continuing with our message. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching. Oh, you didn't realize that. I am preaching. I am preaching. So perhaps we will look at our scripture of the week quickly. Once we see our scripture of the week, then you see because then, then people know that the preaching is really going on. So turn with me to Romans chapter 13 and verse 7. It's all part of the message we are sharing. Romans 13 and verse number 7. It says, Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. This is a scripture that I call TCFH. So it's tribute, custom, fear, honor. So tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. Amen. So let us read it together. One, two, three, go. Louder. Please, please, please. By now you know that when we read scriptures, you read it louder. Amen. Are you hungry? Are you tired? Okay. You want some pizza before you read the scripture? Okay. So let us read it as if we have energy in the house of the Lord. One, two, three, go.
Amen. Look, when God has made the scripture easier for you, don't make it complicated. You know, and add other things and then you are confused. It just says, tribute to whom tribute is due. He's finished. Now the due, he has saved you. So you don't get confused. And then you continue. Fear to whom fear. Custom to whom custom. Honor to whom custom. Easy. Do you understand? Don't make it complex and then you, you, don't, you, don't, you, you can't remember. You know, and you are reading and you are adding other things. That's why you can't memorize things. You know, you like complex life. God makes things easier. Amen. Wonderful. Well, we want to continue with our message. Mark chapter 6 and verse 1. Mark chapter 6 and verse 1. He says, And he went out from thence and came into his own country and his disciples follow him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and Joseph, and of Judah, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus, and they were offended at him, but Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And he could there, say there, there. say there, there. say not here, not here. There. 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 there, and he could there do no mighty work. He could there do no mighty work. Save, save means accept. Save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Amen. Amen. So this is where we reached last week. And I was sharing with you that there are some important points that we must look at in this scripture. We realize that the prophetic power, the prophetic power works only in certain places. The power that is in a prophet, it works only in certain places. That is a place where he is honored. A place where the prophet is honored. So if you find a place where the people honor the prophet, you can guarantee that there are mighty works in that place. You can then guarantee that the prophetic power is working. That means the prophet does not choose. Are you listening with, to me? Yes. The prophet does not choose to do the great works. Bansin, do you understand? The prophet does not choose to do a great works that usually you would expect from a prophet. He can choose and say, I'm going to do great works here. It's not the prophet's choice. Amen. Rather, the great works the miracles, the healing, the manifestations, the powerful gift that God has placed in the prophet, they come out of the prophet when he is honored. When the prophet is honored, then the great works come out. Are you understanding? So whether or not the prophet is able to perform mighty works, it's not up to him. Whether or not the prophet is able to pray over you and you are healed, it's not up to him. It is up to you. It depends on you. It depends on the fact that you honor him. Is somebody understanding the word of God? And it makes sense. It makes sense that it is not up to him. Thank God that it's not up to him. That when you do something that he doesn't like, then he will not pray certain prayer over your life. Do you understand? 
Thank God that, are you not glad that it's not up to him? It is not up to him. When the prophet speaks over your life, when the prophet prophesies over your life or prays over your life, you don't expect, you are not expecting that he, the prophet, is the one who is going to make those things happen in your life. It's not the prophet who is going to make the pronouncement, the things that he speaks, he's not now going to make them happen in your life. If the prophet says, I see you getting married. I see you having this. I see you moving to this. I see you having this ministry. I see you being anointed. It is not up to him to cause those things to come upon your life. The Bible says in Isaiah 44, 26, that God confirms, he confirms the word of his servant. So the servant speaks and God makes it come to pass. God confirms the word of his servant. Hallelujah. So if the prophet says, I see you getting married, he's not now going to find a man and bring to you or a woman and bring to you. But as he speaks, God is going to cause that to come to pass. Amen. Amen. That is why when the prophet says, I anoint you to be a pastor, then you, God will confirm that and God will anoint you. It is, the anointing is not from the prophet. The Holy Spirit is from God. Amen. Oh, you don't understand what I'm sharing with you this afternoon. Hallelujah. So it is up to you and it depends on you whatever the prophet says. When the prophet prophesies over your life, or when the prophet prays over your life, it is up to you. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't expect the prophet now to go to banks and bring you money. If the prophet says, I see your bank account overflowing. <laughs> when the prophet speaks like that, what do you expect? You are expecting that God will do these things for you. You are expecting that it is from God. Now, why is that? Why is that? The answer is in John 12, 44. It says, Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. He says, He that, Jesus cried, He that believeth on me, Believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. Amen. So when Jesus says this is going to happen, when Jesus says stand and walk, you are not believing in him, but you are believing in the one who sent him. He is here as a messenger. Amen. And God confirms the words of his messenger. Amen. God confirms the counseling. He performs the counseling of his messengers. Amen. Amen. So look at that scripture. What are the implications here? It means not believing in the prophet. Okay, let's read it again. It says, he that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. So it means that not believing in the prophet is the same thing as not believing in God. I don't know if it's complex for you to understand. Is it complex? Not believing in a prophet is equal to not believing in God. So if you are not experiencing great works from a prophet's ministry, then it is you who are rendering the prophet powerless. I'm sharing some very important things with you as a church. Do you understand? You are blessed that you are hearing these things because many of you are being delivered from certain things. Amen. I repeat it. I'm saying that if you are not experiencing the great works from a prophet's ministry, then it is you who is rendering the prophet powerless. It is you. It's not that the prophet has no power. You will not gain anything from a prophet's ministry if you do not honor him. Hallelujah. Now, it even gets to be more dangerous when you don't honor the prophet. 
It gets to be even dangerous. Look at John 13 and verse 20. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that receiveth whomsoever I send, receiveth me. Wow. He that receiveth whomsoever I send, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Are you understanding the word of God? So who is speaking here? Jesus. So Jesus is saying, anyone who receives whoever I send, whomsoever I send, you may not like him. He may not look like the type that you like. He may not speak the way you would like a prophet to speak. But whoever the person is that I send to you, if you receive him, then you receive me. And if you receive me, then you receive the one who sent me. Now, who is the one that sent Jesus? God. Amen. So, not receiving a prophet, not receiving the messenger, is the same thing as not honoring him. Do you understand? See, for instance, if right now, as we are preaching, a great person walks in here. You will see that. You see, a lot of people just sneak in and you are, you are even late. And then you just even hide and then you sit down. Do you understand? But if a great person is coming, he will not hide, even if he's late. Because he, he, his presence will cause certain honor, even if he's late. So we will pause everything and say, shall we stand to our feet? Let's welcome this person. That is how we honor a person. That is how we acknowledge. That is how we receive a person. So when the person has come like that, then the person can say, oh, when I came there, they received me very well. That means we show the person honor. So when you receive someone, you are showing the person honor. Amen. And not receiving the person means you have dishonored or you have despised the person. Amen. Amen. So Matthew 10 and 40, verse 40, it says, He that receiveth you, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. The next verse says, He that receiveth a prophet, in the name of a prophet. Because you can receive people in different forms. Do you understand? If, we, if the president of the United States comes here and you didn't know him, you will just turn and say, who is this guy? And then you will turn around. Do you understand? But if you know him, you realize that there will be a lot of... Do you understand? And then we will all stand and we say, hey, you see, that's how we are all going to go. Isn't that so? Or if the bishop, Bishop Doug was to walk in here, Father, I don't know what I'm saying, but it probably may happen in this church. Knowing Bronze Church, I will not be surprised one day. Amen. Amen. I mean, there will be some awe. Even me, you will begin to really look at me some way and say, wow. <laughs> Do you understand? So we will receive him in a certain way. We receive him not as one of our ordinary members, but we receive him in a certain name. And the Bible is saying, he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. You shall receive a prophet's reward. Now, a prophet's reward is, a prophet does not reward himself. A prophet's reward comes from God. So whatever gift that God has manifested in him, whatever gift God has placed in him, when you receive him in that light, in the name of a prophet, you receive that reward. That means that power, that reward comes to you. Amen. Amen. So not receiving a prophet in the name of a prophet is the same thing as despising the prophet. It's the same thing as neglecting the gifts that are in him. It's the same thing as, oh, these mighty words, they are nothing. It's the same thing. 
And despising the prophet, this is how it's dangerous. Despising the prophet, it means despising the one who sent him. Who is the one who sent him? God. So not receiving a prophet or despising a prophet is equal to despising God. And I know you never intend to despise God. That is why I'm teaching you these things. Because whereas you didn't know in the past, you have despised men of God. You have despised prophets. Many of us have despised the prophet that God has given us. But today, our minds are changing. Amen. Amen. Because understanding is coming. Hallelujah. Because many people do not know. Many people do not know. When they are despising a messenger of God, they do not know. When Saul was despising the people that Jesus has sent, he did not know. He did not know and he was doing it with with passion. He was despising them, whipping them, lashing them, imprisoning them with passion. And he didn't know. So when Jesus encountered him, in Acts chapter 9, verse 3, ongoing, when Jesus encountered him, he says, I am Jesus. Whom thou persecuted. He was shocked. He was shocked. He said, Lord. He says, I am Jesus. Whom thou persecuted. And some of you, you sit in your homes, you sit in cars, and you despise pastors. You say all kinds of things about pastors. You see, you don't know how difficult. Do you see many pastors worldwide? Do you see all of us becoming pastors? It's not easy for God to have one pastor. It's not easy. It's not an easy work. You, the small center meeting that we gave you, see how you are struggling. Or a center leader. Don't despise a center leader. Amen. It's hard work. You call people, they don't mind you. As if, as, as if they are doing you favor. Come and serve God. As if they are doing you favor. Yes. Funeral, no struggle. All we need to see is send you flyers. No phone call, nothing. You show up. Maryland, you drive hours and go. Ohio, you fly. Hallelujah. So anyone who does not receive the rewards of the prophet is because he's not honoring the prophet. That is the reward that God has given to the prophet to do great and mighty works. They are bypassing you. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says people who are likely, are you listening? Yes. Have I, do I have your attention? Yes. Noel, are you listening? Yes. The Bible says the people who are likely to despise a prophet are people who know the prophet very well. The people who are so close to the prophet. The people who can easily say, I belong to the church of the prophet. The people who can say that I was in a meeting and the prophet was just standing by me and walking. This person that, you know, he arrived in the place and the whole nation have driven to the airport to come and welcome him. You, the, person, the people who can say that, oh, he was with us last, um, last month. No, he was just here. Was it last month? Just, yeah. He was here. These are the people who are likely to dishonor a prophet. Amen. So Mark chapter 6 and verse 2, he says, He began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, from whence had this man these things? From whence had this man these things? They began to question. Abba, are you listening? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? They could see the wisdom. They could see the mighty works. He says, and what wisdom is this which is given unto him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. What wisdom is this? Then they began to question. Who is this guy? 
Is not this the carpenter? Is he not a carpenter? The one that has been making chairs and wardrobes and beds? Is he not a carpenter? Did we not grow up with him? Didn't we go to school many times? He will leave school and we find him talking to people, gather people and talking and the teachers will come. Is he not the same guy? Is he not the one, one time he went with his parents and he was lost and they couldn't find him? Is, is he not the guy that the parents were looking all over for him? They couldn't find him. And it's not the same guy. He said, is this not a carpenter? The son of Mary. They have even neglected his father. Everyone is called the son of this person, the son of David, the son of Abraham, the son of this. But for him, they belittle him to a mother, just mother. You, you, even your father, we don't know. Wow. Is it not the guy with the same controversy about who got pregnant? Is it not the same guy? Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph? Look at his brothers. Barefooted, all of them carrying chairs around. It's not the same guy. And of Judah and Simon, bring the, bring the brothers. Let's look at them. What is so special about them? Is there anything that you, is, there, is it not the brother of Simon? And I know, doesn't even have sisters. He has sisters. These guys that are going around here, you know, doing all kinds of things, they are his sisters. You see, at this point, they just wanted him to be a strange person. They were looking for a reason to say, no, he's a strange person. So if at this point, someone had risen up to say, no, that's not him. That is not him. He just looks like him, but that's not him. That's not this person who has been walking around here. This one, we don't know where he came from. If that has ended the conversation, they would have been okay. They wouldn't have been offended. They would have accepted him. They would have welcomed him. If they did not know where he came from, then they would have had all kinds of reasons and explanations for who this person is. And they would have been okay with it. But when they analyze when they analyze him, they realize that ah, this is the guy who was a legon. This is the guy who was called Jimmy Jones. This was the guy who started the church and it was somewhere on campus. You know, there are some people, when you first met, meet them, they say, oh, dark. They, they, they say that. They say, oh, dark. I, I know dark. You see, because they know him. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So it's saying that the people who are likely to dishonor a mighty prophet are the people who know him so well. The people who know where he comes from. And they say, ah, he's from Nazareth. What great thing can come from Nazareth? If we didn't know where he came from, then it would be easy for us to accept him. But we know where he comes from and we know that there's nothing great from that place. Hallelujah. So this is the problem that we, the UD, also have. This is the problem that we, the children of the prophet, also have. That God has set in our midst such a great and mighty prophet. And one of the signs, even for us, one of the signs that we dishonor him is how his books don't matter to us. How the books that he has written don't matter to us. He has written books. He has brought it. You see, he knows. He knows the gift that God has placed in him. And he keeps saying, he says, you don't know my heart with God. He knows the gift that God has placed in him. And so he has made it such that his children, his children will by all means receive this gift. And these books, he discounts them. And say, for you dear people, sell them to the children for this price. Because I know what they will gain from these books if they have them. But we bring them, nobody buys them. Nobody wants them. The podcast. 
He says, if we begin to sell this, some people cannot even afford it. Let us give it out for free. You know, many mighty men of God, they are not for free. Their messages, they will give you a tease of it, and then you listen to it, and you like it, and he says, if you want more, you want this, subscribe. Subscribe. Pay for this. Pay for that. He said, give it to them. Let them have it. Still, that for free, you don't want it. It's a sign that we despise him. It's a sign that we don't honor the great gift that God has placed in him. Hallelujah. That is why many people who have come from afar, many people who don't know where the church started from, many people who don't know who he is, many people who have not read about how the church began, where he grew up, who his parents were, who his mother was, how he was despised. Many people who don't know, they have received from him and many mighty works are rough when he is with them. That is where you see the eyes of the blinds open. That is why you see the lame walking. That is why you see, because a prophet is not without honor, save in his own country, among his own kings, and in his own house where he cannot do any mighty works. There's no mighty works in a place where they know him too well. There's no mighty works in a place where they can analyze him. And that is why we in the United Denominations, we intentionally set a day aside. We set a day aside that we choose, we, we, we choose to honor him so that this curse cannot come over us. Amen. He says, for he could there do no mighty works. Because all the other people elsewhere, all they see are these historical crusades. That is what they see. They see these historical crusades. And so when he's coming to a country, the whole nation comes. The president, the president comes to meet him. All these places. Who is he? A mighty prophet, that is what they see. They see that there is a mighty prophet. But for some of us, even when he's coming, we will not even take a day off. The president puts his activities on hold. The president of a nation puts his activity, he takes a day off from office just to welcome him. And sometimes the, a mayor comes, takes a day off to come and sit at the crusade just to be with him. But we will not even take a shift off or a weekend off some of us, we come, and then we, 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 you have registered, but, or somebody has registered you, but it doesn't even mean anything to you. It doesn't matter to you. You have no value for it. No value. There were so many people who registered, didn't show up. So many people. Their T-shirts, even they don't care about the T-shirts. Oh, we didn't come forward to keep the T-shirts. So the Bible says there, there, in a place like that, he could do no mighty works. Amen. He could do no mighty work, save he laid his hands upon a few sick folks and healed them. So you realize that it's not that he did not want to do mighty works there. It's not that he didn't want to heal all the sick ones. But the Bible says he couldn't. He could not do mighty works because when they dishonor him, they have dishonored the anointing. They have dishonored the Holy Spirit. They have dishonored the thing that works. They have dishonored the thing that heals. They have dishonored the thing that blesses. They have dishonored the thing that glorifies. And when you dishonor the thing that glorifies, it cannot work in your life. It cannot work. It cannot work. And so the Bible says, there, he could do no mighty works. He could do no mighty works. Amen. Amen. So when you honor a prophet, you are honoring the anointing. You are honoring the gift of God upon him. It's not the man that you are honoring. You are honoring the gift of God because he comes in the name of a prophet. And if you accept him in the name of a prophet, it means you are accepting him in the name of one who is anointed. Amen. One who has a gift. Amen. 
One who has the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is the honor. Hallelujah. Perhaps Jesus wanted to heal many people. Perhaps he wanted to do mighty works amongst the people. Because you can see that he was still trying. He was still trying. And he was laying hands. We didn't hear of Jesus laying hands on people to heal them. But here, he was forced now to lay hands to see if it will work. And then he would lay hands and lay hands on this and lay hands on that. And then except a few ones were getting healed. The ones that seemed to believe. And he could not heal. He could not do mighty works. Other places, his just presence. His just his presence alone. If you continue to read, the Bible says he moved away. He moved away from there. When he moved away from there, mighty works. Just few scriptures. Just few scriptures. He moved. When he moved from there, from there, not you. I mean, I'm just <laughs> saying. Okay, from there. <laughs> When he moved away from there, and then he moved to another place, look, the Bible says he, he went on a ship. He went on a ship, a private ship, with his disciples. They went on a private ship. You know, it should tell you that the man was mighty. Yeah. That they could, they could go on a private ship alone, with his disciples alone. And he didn't have a job. It should tell you something. He was not working. It should tell you something that, that there is something that is upon this person. And the people, because if private ships were easily available, anyone can get private ship, the people also could have gone on private ship and follow him. But the Bible says the people, now the people who now honor him, when he moved from a place of dishonor to a place of honor, the people now, they began to run. We don't have time to read all of that. If you continue to read these scriptures... Verse 53. They began to run. They began to run. Chasing him. And there he didn't need to lay hands on anyone. They say that the last verse. What was the last verse? 56. 56. Look at that. He says, and whithersoever he entered. When he left the place. Whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country. They laid the sick in the streets. In the streets, they brought the sick. In the streets. And besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border, not the hand, not his hand to lay on them, but if they may touch the border of his garment. And as many as touched him, he wasn't aware. He wasn't aware. He wasn't aware that people were touching him. He wasn't aware. But they were honoring. There was so much honor. So much honor. So much honor that if I can just go down. Just down and touch your garment. Even if I can go. Because of the honor. The work was mighty. It was just healing. Power. Just emanating from him. Because they are honoring the gift of God that is upon him. Is somebody understanding the word of God? So it is in our interest. It is in our interest. And I'm telling you that for the works that we are seeing, for the mighty works that are in our eyes, I mean, when we finish, go around. Look at these pictures. Look at them. I mean, this is a ministry. You know where it began from? Collegono. It started on a university campus. Small like this. And that is how the kingdom of God is. We are seeing, beloved, the kingdom of God being manifested in our own eyes. He says, it is like the size of a mustard seed that a man taketh. We are seeing a life in our lifetime, in our generation, the scripture being fulfilled in our lives. Let us not sit down and close our eyes as if nothing is happening. Amen. Amen. That he could do no mighty works. He could do no mighty, he couldn't. He couldn't. Amen. There are some people, even in our church, in our own church, you despise me. You despise me. When we are talking about let's honor our pastor, you murmur, you complain, you despise me. You say all kinds of things. Do you understand? And you know, a lot of them I may not hear, but you know in your heart what you say and what you do. 
And how that you think I'm not even worthy for this to be done for or for this to be done for. You despise. And I tell you, you see, as an enthusiastic pastor and as a loving pastor, when you come and I'm praying for you, I am praying with all my heart and I feel that God should do some great things in your life and I'm pouring out my heart, but it is not, it is not working. It's not working and it's not because there's no power because you do not honor. And when you do not honor, no matter how powerful I pray, no matter how I lay my hands upon you, no matter how my heart is, regardless of your despisement, no matter how I pray for you, it doesn't seem to work because a prophet is not without honor, but amongst his own kinsmen. Amongst his own kinsmen. Amen. And so Jesus, he couldn't do. He wanted. It was in his, he saw the sick. He saw the sick. Sometimes some people have certain situations and I'm, I'm going on my knees praying to the Lord. But it's not working because you don't honor. You don't honor. And the people who honor, you see manifestations in their lives. Transformations in their lives. Impossible things. Things that they thought were, were impossible in their lives. It is happening right here before our eyes. Because they come and they honor. Some of you don't honor. You don't honor. You don't honor. You have no honor. But we are being changed. Amen. I say we are being changed. Amen. Amen. We are being changed. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is why in the UD, we set a day aside. We set a day aside because if we are not careful, we will also lose the blessing of God that is in our midst. And we see many people benefiting from this blessing. Many people benefiting from this blessing. And if we are not careful, we will be cut short. We are in the house. The prodigal son, he didn't know. He was in the house. It was when he moved out. He despised the father. He despised the father. And so there were great things in the house. Great things in the house. But he moved away. He moved away. Let us not move away from a great house. Let us not move away from a great anointing. That God, this is, this is, this is a generation, a unique generation. What God is doing in the UD is unique. Today they were having a service and they did not have enough room in the church. In the church. They had a swollen Sunday and the people outside were now even more than the ones inside. And some people were going back home because there's not enough room for them to stand, not to sit, for them to stand. They were targeting 25,000 people. There was more, more. No man can do these things except God be with him. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet. Father, we are thankful and grateful. We are thankful, Lord, that we are called the children of this great man. Amen. We are thankful, Lord, that we belong to this house. Amen. Father, we ask, O oh God, Jesus. that we will not be the children who Jesus. despise their father. Jesus. May we not be the children who despise their prophet. Amen. May we not be the children who despise their pastor. Amen. But Lord, place in us a spirit Jesus of honor. Name. Let it be in our hearts. Amen. A spirit of honor. Amen. Father, a sense of awe. Jesus. Let it be in our hearts. Amen. To honor the great anointing Amen. that is in our midst. To honor the great prophet Jesus. that is in our midst. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we pray. Heal our hearts. Amen. Heal our hearts. Amen. Heal our hearts. Amen. For all the things we have Jesus. said about our pastors, Jesus. about the messengers Jesus. that you send our way, Amen. about our prophet. Heal us Amen. and forgive us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And Lord, touch us that we will heal and we will hearken and we will honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Amen. We give you honor. Amen. We praise you. Amen. May the prophet live 
for long, long time. Amen. May the prophet live for long, long Amen. time. Father, may you keep him. Amen. May you preserve him. Amen. May you cause him to become Amen. great, to go forward and Amen. become very great Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Use him, oh God. Jesus. And Lord, we pray, touch Amen. our hearts Amen. to continue Amen. and to pursue. Amen. We thank you for all the sacrifices Jesus. he has made. Amen. We thank you, O oh Lord, for all the sufferings, Amen. the things that he has gone through to fulfill the calling Jesus. that is upon his life. Amen. We are grateful. Amen. We are thankful, Lord, Amen. for equipping him Amen. to sustain. Amen. We thank you, great God, Amen. for what you are doing. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, I want to give you an opportunity this afternoon you are here this afternoon you are not born again when we talk about born again you brush it aside you are not born again but this afternoon you are saying pastor pray with me pray with me i want to give my life to jesus beloved perhaps you don't believe but the big problem is that when you don't believe and the time comes there is no going back to correct. So I am offering you the safe approach of receiving Jesus today. Because of certain sins, we are not able to commit fully to Jesus. Because of certain lifestyle that we think we will lose. We are not able to commit fully to Jesus. But I tell you, there is a better life for Jesus than the one that you are living so this afternoon i want to offer you jesus christ if you are not born again and you are here and you are saying pastor pray with me because anyone can die any day green leaves fall from a tree just the same hour as brown leaves fall when the wind blows so this afternoon i am offering you jesus if you are here you are not born again lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you with all eyes closed and every head bowed, do not neglect this offer. Do not belittle this offer. You may not have the opportunity to do this again. We don't know when the Lord will call any one of us. But you want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your hand. God's choice is always to forgive you and to welcome you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus as your Savior? Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus. This is your chance. This is your moment. And it's going. It's going. The Lord will remind you. He says, you were offered the chance. You were offered the opportunity. You can hear a voice. It's speaking to you right now. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Lift up your hand right now and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. The salvation that you wrought through your only begotten son. Amen. We thank you, Lord, amen. for this great gift. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Reverend Brian Kuma, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.